welcome to the Eye on the U podcast, Miami Herald's Miami Hurricanes podcast. I'm David Wilson, and I am joined, as always, on the other line by Susan Miller-Degnan, our Hurricanes beat writer here at the Herald. Susan, uh, it's not going well for the Miami Hurricanes these days. No, it hasn't been for a while, right? Am no, I- but this, this week in particular felt, uh, you know, we had uh, 10 days off, basically, between the Virginia loss, and you know, Manny pops up on a QAM interview, uh, Blake James pops up on a ACC network interview, but otherwise it was kind of like a dead time for Miami. And then uh, we come right back and uh, it's as bad as ever, basically. I'm pretty, yeah, it doesn't, doesn't feel good at all. And as we know, we, we did the podcast last week. I was in Oregon and I did not bring back Mario. So I know people were clamoring for Mario. <laughs> anyway, um, yeah, it's, it just, you know, I, I was at practice and yesterday and um, it just didn't feel right. You know, it was the first time, I think in three weeks, actually, that the media yes, had a because we did not get to see practice the week of the Virginia game. Right. And that was a Thursday game. And then and then, the you know, yeah, I think it was three, three weeks. So anyway, um, or almost three weeks, uh, it just um, it didn't it didn't feel right. You know, it was really quiet. We all noticed that quiet and um, just not like, remember after the whole thing where many, you know, said that they were going to, they were getting them riled up and, you know, they were getting them psyched up and stuff. And they came out, uh, that was the whole tackling thing. They were going to tackle better. And they, they, that one Tuesday we went, it was really lively. And this week, uh, oh, you were there, you were with me. Yeah. Just, it just seemed kind of dead as you were saying. And yeah. Um, yeah, I just, I don't know. I don't have a good feeling uh, going into, uh, for the Canes, going into North Carolina game. Yeah, I, it's very much like whatever could go wrong is going wrong situation right now. Um, oh, true. Obviously, um, you know, the D'Eric injury is not new. We, we've obviously talked about it on here that we are, we were under the assumption that he was not coming back probably this year, uh, became official on Monday, uh, Tyler Van Dyke. They said it's his team the rest of the way. I guess Jake Garcia will be back. Uh, they're hoping we'll be back in November, but obviously by then it's going to be, yeah. it's going to be Tyler. <laughs> Even if he gets back, it's just going to be for a couple of weeks. They're not gonna, unless Tyler, I guess, gets hurt. Uh, right. when Jake gets back. It, it's yeah. seems like it's going to be Tyler's team the rest of the way. Definitely. Um, yeah. They're not going to risk Jake for sure. Especially yeah, unless they have to, if they rush him back. Yeah. And I mean, we see what happens when they do that kind of thing. Yeah. So that's how the week starts. Um, then, as you said, we're out there for practice on Tuesday. Um, just like you said, not not the most lively day. And then today, we're recording this Wednesday evening. Um, we get word that ten plus guys did not practice today. Oh, I forgot to also, I guess, mentioned, but Corey Gaynor done for the year. like a couple other injury updates oh, on God, Monday. Yeah. Corey Gaynor out for the year. Um, I think that was the only additional injury, but obviously guys started to get back. Oh, no, and no, there was Al Blades. We found oh, out yeah, Al Blades also had a hernia, yeah. uh, sports hernia surgery. We, you know, yeah. So, um, so you that, got all that on Monday. Then Tuesday, um, as we said, not the most lively practice in the world that we watch. Um, no official bad news though that day. And then today, um, Manny Diaz says 10 plus guys did not practice today, uh, for, I guess, a variety of reasons. Um, there's some sort of virus, virus? going around campus, uh, not COVID, uh, they right. say, 
Um, but obviously, um, you know, it's that time of the year. It's flu season, cold season. Uh, so that's going around and apparently knocked a couple guys out of practice. Um, right. Transfers, I don't think that's surprising anyone, are looming. Um, right. I don't even know where to start. What, what, what concerns you most? Uh, or is it oh, just I, being I, the whole package? Right now, what concerns me is a lot of guys getting sick. Yeah. And that's I, like I mean, the last I, thing they need. Yeah, exactly. I mean, that, that to me is very concerning. I mean, I know Mark Pope and D Wiggins weren't in practice and, and everybody is assuming that they're, we've all heard that they're going to transfer. We don't, we don't know officially. Um, and Manny Diaz did say there will be some guys uh, transferring and, you know, when he was asked, uh, 247 Sports asked about uh, some of the guys that were missing yesterday. Um, and uh, most of them were like, were young guys. And um, I, I, they, like there was Sam, Sam Brooks, who's a, a third year sophomore now. Mm-hmm. Um, he was the oldest of the young guys, linebacker, uh, running back Cody Brown. Uh, tight end Khalil Brantley, they're they're all young. To Cody Brown, tight end Khalil Brantley, freshman, right? So, and then Mark Pope and D Wiggins. So Pope and Wiggins, we don't. I don't think it's necessarily because they're sick with some kind of cold or virus or flu. But Manny said the older. He said the young guys were ill. So right away, that's Sam Brooks, Cody Brown, and Khalil Brantley. Now Cody Brown is uh back of running back right now yeah well they, yeah and they do have you know Jaylen, oh, sorry jalen knighton's back i guess sorry knighton is back but he's and, in the he's yeah. the third running back right now I yeah guess. he's in the rotation khalil really doesn't play a lot but the point is there are other guys if there were more than 10 players gone and he just and three of them we, we named five so there's five other players you know who who are those guys i have no idea um but that's the most concerning to me because, you know, I, they're already in bad shape. They don't have a backup quarterback, a real backup quarterback. Uh, if they, if something happens to Tyler Van Dyke, I mean, I mean, they're in big trouble. So, um, and they might be anyway, period, even with them. So I just, uh, I know, I know North Carolina has been a real disappointment this season. And I know they were ranked in the top 10 in the preseason. I know they have a really, really good quarterback and things have gone wrong for them, but I don't know. They seem to have Miami's number um, enough, plenty, like last year. And I, I just, I don't know. I don't, they're, they're favored right now. I think the, the point spread is 10 points, we said. And it opened, it opened, I think it, six and a half or seven so all of a sudden it's 10 I mean it might be because of you know and that was I think that might have been yesterday it might be because of the virus or the flu or the guys missing or whatever but it's just Derek it's just not good yeah yeah it's uh you know I think Tyler showed enough right in the second half of that Virginia game to make you think that um he can always be at least be competent, right? He's not going to be De'Aaron King, obviously. But um, no, but yeah, I agree with you. Kind of, kind of fun, fun to watch. You know, to watch somebody new, isn't it? I, and yeah, he's, it's always interesting. Um, yeah, and he's a big guy. I yeah. keep saying he's. I 
that's a big difference between Derek and him. I mean, he's he's six six foot four, I think. He's a big he's a big thick guy. Um, yeah, and he, he had that he great a run. little bit. He, he said he's you know sneaky fast, basically, right? Uh, <laughs> yeah. So you know, there's like I said, I I think you know the Derek news that came Monday was it kind of felt inevitable, right? We'd kind of resigned yeah. ourselves to Derek or to uh, Tyler Van Dyke being the quarterback the rest of the way. And again, like that's like, you know, in it's not the end of the world, right? Like, like I said, they, they, they can still win games with Tyler at quarterback. Um, yep. they obviously they're a pretty big underdog this week and they would not be that big of an underdog if they had Derek, but again, he, he can win you a game, but you do not want a freshman quarterback going into really his second career start if you throw out the Central Connecticut State game, which um, I think you basically can. Um, you do not want a, a freshman quarterback going into his second career start without a supporting cast that, like, he expects to have, right? Um, and if that, like you said, the the, the guy's missing, um, a lot of them were young guys who were, you know, obviously, you know, like you said, Khalil, Khalil Brantley does not play a lot. Cody Brown does not play a lot. But most of those – those couple guys you mentioned do not play a lot. And, but it obviously like flu and viruses spread. And yeah, I'm thinking, think of the position group. Uh, I'm just thinking, right? right. Tight yeah. ends, one's a tight end. One's well, a- and I, I got to imagine, I don't know this for sure, but I got to imagine Khalil Brantley like rooms with Romello Brinson or something, right? Like, yeah, I mean, yeah, you, you got to like just figure whatever. Right. Yeah. Maybe. And then, and then also position groups, you know, are they with them during a week or whatever in meeting rooms? So, and running back, God, you don't want another running. Yeah. Back. Then, so it's uh, going to be, you know, we, we get like a, usually an hour before the game, Miami will send out a, like, these are the guys not playing tonight. Um, right. And it, it's easy to imagine that being a pretty long list on Saturday, based on what we've heard. Yeah. Um, you know, just heard from Manny, basically, not even like behind the scenes sources type stuff, but just based on what Manny said, um, right. it's easy to imagine that list being pretty long. And uh, it's easy to imagine that list coming out and us being like, uh oh. Yeah. And just hoping that like it's not offensive linemen. Right. Yeah. And, and also, you know, this is Tyler's first start on the road. And uh, depending on how many, how many fans show up because I think their fans are pretty disgusted too. That's true too. I have a feeling for Miami, they're showing up. I, I said, I've been at games there where years and years ago, I mean, years ago where, you know, they beat Miami and the fans, they wouldn't do that now, but rush the field toward down the goalposts. I mean, it, people do like to not like Miami and um, you know, I understand. And I, I think if there are a lot of fans there, they could get him discombobulated. Uh, and that could be a problem too. You know, uh, penalties, pre-snap penalties, things like that. Yeah. Um, so it sounds like Derek, the, the hope is that he will actually be there for the game. Uh, obviously had uh, shoulder surgery, uh, I guess has had it by now. Do we know? I guess. What day? How could he? Yeah. They said on Monday that he was planning to have it sometime this week. Um, and then go to the game. I mean, how could he? Yeah. Uh, yeah. It's, it's hard to imagine he would have it after today and get to that game. I can't even believe he would have had it today and get to that game. So yeah. so obviously on, on Tuesday, um, which is the first day we talk to players every week, um, Tyler Van Dyke was kind of like the, 
the main attraction, right? We obviously we asked him yep. about the idea of maybe having Derek there with him when Derek is done for him. Um, we've talked to Tyler obviously a little bit here in the past. We talked to him after the game, uh, obviously the Virginia game, obviously. Um, what what kind of stood out? What kind of stood out from from this week talking to him? He still seems kind of like the same Tyler Van Dyke, even though he's now the uh, the starting quarterback in the Miami. Well, yeah, he definitely he's definitely kind of a mellow guy. Um, but he seemed a little, a notch more confident. Um, and also, you know, he was the one that told us uh, that they, they, which was surprised me a little bit. He, he actually, I asked the question um, about the pressure, you know, how important this game is considering what happened last year, how badly you lost uh, and uh you know, UM lost 62-26 last year. Yeah. And there was so I told him there was a lot of pressure on Manny Diaz and on the program in particular. And he said, uh, well, he said, we we actually, right before they came out, I guess, to talk to us, um, I think they, he said- they Before were, practice, he said. Okay. He said, oh, before we came out. Yeah, before. So I guess poor practice. We just watched the end of the game. That's last year's UNC game. They watched the TV. Uh, broadcast the announcers talking crap about us or whatever he said um, we're going to have that in the back of our minds we're going to get revenge on them for sure we've got to and he said that real so real softly I put in the story he did he said we got kind of under but I was that was the one thing that stood out to me it doesn't mean one thing because somebody says they're getting revenge I've written that a hundred million times it never works, but just see that stood out to me. You know, I, I mean, that might be a, a rookie mistake, kind of. I have a feeling that he said that, but Manny talked about it today too. I asked him about Manny, and he said they do that. They they look at video or whatever every week, and um, you know, yeah, still feel the pain. Basically, that'll be. Yeah. Get ready for the greatest roast of all time. The Roast of Tom Brady. A Netflix live event happening May 5th. Hosted by Kevin Hart. The seven-time world champion gets his cleats held to the fire. By famous friends and frenemies on an unforgettable night where everything is fair game. Tune in on May 5th at 5 p.m. Pacific time for The Roast of Tom Brady. Live only on Netflix. You ready? Showtime. On May 3rd, summer starts with the fall guy. Let's do it later. Let's drink a spicy margarita. Make some bad decisions. Yes! Audiences are falling in love with the most entertaining film of the year. Fall Guy. Fall Guy. Fall Guy. That's what the poster said. See Ryan Gosling and Emily Blunt in the movie critics say exists to make you happy. Trying to make it out? Nope. Because I don't either. It's not what I'm into right now. What are you into? Talking. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> the Fall Guy. Only in theaters May 3rd. Read it PG-13. It's interesting. It's such a different North Carolina team than it was last year, right? Uh, obviously, Javante Williams and Michael Carter were both pretty high NFL draft picks, and those were the two guys. You know, Sam Howell was pretty good in that game. I think Dami Brown had a, a couple of big catches, too. Obviously, he is also in the NFL now. Um, but really, the, the story of that game was obviously those two running backs who basically set records, right? It was the most ever yeah. running that rushing yards combined for two teammates. 
Um, those guys are gone. This North Carolina team, as you mentioned, is, is not the North Carolina team of last year. They're three and three, right? Um, yes. They, <laughs> Mac, they Brown, Mac Brown uh, saying, why do you guys have such high expectations for us? It's really your fault that we're disappointing. Um, <laughs> but the it is interesting that this North Carolina team, you look at it, you, you would think there's no way they can run all over Miami in the same way they did last year. But like that game was obviously like in some ways, the culmination of, of Miami's issues. Um, but it's also like, they've not fixed it yet. Right. Like it feels like every game we're still talking about, I know the rush, the rush defense has been better. Um, but obviously the one time they faced a really good running back, Kenneth Walker shredded them. Um, and you yep. know, and I, Virginia, yeah. which was one of the worst running teams in the country, ran it better than they should have against Miami on uh, whatever, last Thursday. Uh, so this North Carolina team, <laughs> like I'm, I'm interested to see what they're going to do against Miami because obviously this team is now Sam Howell's team. Um, they do not have the running game like they did last year, but Miami can't stop the run and it's going to be, you know, it, it's easy to see, it's easy to imagine like deja vu from that. Obviously I, I'd be shocked if, North Carolina put together the same sort of performance, but like it feels like Miami, like that was such a pivotal moment for this regime. And just like here we are again, and, and nothing has really been fixed from what went wrong in that game. It doesn't feel like it. Yeah, it's really true. And uh, I obviously I, we're not a full year later, but it like it feels like a pivotal, like that was such a pivotal moment. And now we're getting the redux. Right. Yeah. And at this point, it, um, at this point, it almost a lot of it is not just I don't know talent or whatever. A lot of it is also psychological and emotional and mental and uh, possible dissension among teammates. And I a lot of times in this kind of situation, teams give up. You know, in the middle of the game, they just are like whatever. Okay, and then they just kind of give up, throw up their hands, and that's I'm waiting to see. Uh, yeah, anything could happen. Right, that is, that is actually something you've said a, a lot uh, this year. You've been around Miami as you know a long time, and you've mentioned a lot that you've seen teams that just quit. Right, um, and you have said a, a couple times that you do not feel like this team has quit on Manny Diaz yet, but. Um, uh, yeah, it feels like, like, as you mentioned, with some basically this is a good transition point to what Manny talked about today. Um, the idea, obviously, of some transfers and what was it like? It was like the are you in or are you out conversations? I don't remember the exact quote he gave. Yeah, this week was year. are you in or are you out? Let, yeah. you know, let's decide. But, you know. What, what did you take away from, from that? Obviously, we had the fight last week, too, which I think we touched on briefly last week. Um, what did you take away from talking to Manny today? I was not on that Zoom call. Um, I, you know, I take away that, um, you know, he's, he's a coach. <laughs> and, you know, he's, he's, he's going to say that everything uh, – you know, that he's very proud of them. And, uh, you know, he said, I, I think some guys saw some hard truths. Uh, and, you know, uh, I, I take away that there's a problem. That's even, even, even with Manny trying to spin it. Yeah. Spin it, but, sugarcoat but it. Actually, 
he was pretty he was pretty frank about it he he was pretty kind of honest he's it's felt like he said uh you know going forward we can't have sad guys in the locker room that energy just brings everybody down uh and you know last year they were so connected he said and this year they didn't meet expectations and uh and a lot of the older guys, it's normal, you know, resent some of the younger guys. He didn't say it like that, but kind of, he kind of, he kind of said that, that that happens a lot when the veterans stop playing as much. Um, and um, yeah, it didn't, I mean, look, he, I, he could only spin it so much. He couldn't spin it too much. Tell you truth. Now, talk to, we did talk to, um, Tyreek Stevenson, cornerback, and that was interesting because he played at Georgia. Right. So he's seen, he's seen, you know, he's seen it at Georgia. I mean, every, I guess it happens in every locker room unless you're winning every game. Yeah. Or you, you see resentment or whatever, even if you are w- winning, possibly. Um, and he said that that they just can't, you know, they can't let that happen because it'll just everything will be for naught, basically. Um, and, uh, you know, uh, he said that, he said that, you know, that if they're all divided, everything's going to go downhill. And that he said, everybody got in a room. We all gave our opinion. We all, you know, we all have to make sure that we're on the same level. Once we leave the locker room, he said, uh, football comes with emotions and, and, and the anger behind some players not getting what they want so we just have to make sure that we keep it to a minimum remind everyone we're family and that we need each other kind of thing um it was good stuff he said but he, you know he's he's one of the ones that played and he also by the way said that he had a, a hamstring issue in the last game so that's not good either yeah. and that we're they were trying to nurse and rehab the hamstring, but I've also yeah, seen right. him play in the second half. I don't think at all of that game. Right. He said in the second quarter, it started bothering him. I, I've also seen hamstrings. Forget it. I mean, hamstrings among the skill players, you know, they just, they, they reoccur and they reoccur. I'm really being a downer, aren't I? <laughs> I, it's just a, uh, wow. Now that I think about it, there really is not a lot of, a lot of positives well yeah i think the one positive spin that anyone has going into this game right is like hey tyler looked pretty good in that virginia game there's not a and and you know some of those freshmen still look pretty good right um but that that spin will only take you so far when um yeah. you're in danger of dropping to two and four and um really i mean it's it's how many times have we joked and miami fans at large joked about the coastal is still in play, right? It's like the saving grace of obviously we saw it with Manny Diaz. I'm sure Al Golden said it over and over again. Um, maybe Randy Shannon said it over and over again, right? That, that's kind of been the running joke with Miami football, right? The coastal is always in play. And obviously Miami wouldn't be mathematically eliminated from the coastal with a loss, but um, it would, uh, it would get pretty dire. And if you're, yeah, I think so. And, and as I've and really I think- I've tried to reiterate this point over and over again. Like, can they turn this around? Yeah, sure. If they went out, go nine and three, win the coastal. Hey, that's a pretty good year. But uh, there, there are no signs of it happening, and and those, uh, it, it feels like the chances of it happening are getting worse and worse by the day. 
Yeah, that's the way I, I mean, that's just the way I feel too. I, I, of course, mathematically, yeah. I mean, or they could win the rest of the games, but I, that's not going to happen. I just, I can't believe it in a million years. So, I mean, I put it this way. I'll almost be like surprised if they win this one. I can't help it. It's just, that's, that's how it feels now. That's how it feels. So, uh, you know, we're just, we're going to have to see. I mean, especially with these guys being sick. I don't know. I don't. Yeah. This week definitely had the feeling of a week where the wheels could come off. Um, Obviously we'll see on Saturday and uh, we, we shall see on Saturday and, Leonard Taylor will play. He'll be happy. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, there, there's, there's some long-term positives, right? You got to, it seems like Tyler and obviously we're not going to see Jake, but you got a couple quarterbacks who look like they could be long-term pieces and you got, got some freshmen and that's how Manny Diaz is going to try to spin this, right? Like, Hey, look, our freshmen were our best players and look how much adversity we had. Um, but uh, it's going to be uh, too little too late. It feels like. Yeah, I saw, you know, I, I thought about the Jake situation, which is terrible. I mean, that he had surgery, had a bad ankle injury, but in one way it takes that, you know, they away. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. Have you thought of that at all? I've yeah, definitely. I mean, it um every move would be second guessed. And it still feels like like once every couple of days, like I'll get a mention when I tweet something about Tyler Van Dyke being like, where's Jake Garcia? Like people just somehow miss the news that he's uh yeah, I've I've seen that one. I'm like, where have you been? Where you yeah, at? exactly. Um, so you know, there, there's are people want to drum up a controversy, uh, even where it's not possible for there to be one. Um, so it's really easy to imagine how big a controversy it would be if he was out there. Um, but yeah, it's, I mean, it's a good opportunity for Tyler. You know, if if there's a coaching change, you know, there's going to be transfers somewhere. I'm not saying the the quarterbacks would transfer, but. Um, right. You know, it's a good opportunity for Tyler, who's obviously has a year of experience on Jake um, to kind of like make his mark going into next year when when Derek King is probably not here anymore. Right. I that that's the other thing. Derek King. I, I just can't believe he'll return. I just it's I can't believe. And, and you know what? The Even the fans are like, that's enough. I, 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 fans, it's really sad. You know, fans were like, okay, let's move on. That's the other thing. Now that we've got a new quarterback, you know, they're grasping for whatever. Yeah. Yeah. It's, it's uh, not a good, not a good time right now. Um, yeah. Uh, the, <laughs> should we, should we wrap up with um, just like kind of North Carolina preview kind of talk? Remember, this is going to be the biggest game of the year. Uh, that's why I'm going because we thought it was going to be the biggest game of the year. Um, and it's kind of crazy that we are six weeks into the season and it's like, who cares? Like where, I don't know, what channel, what channel is this game even going to be on? Like what is it? It's, uh, like, it's on the illustrious ACC network. Yeah. Well, like this was like a game day contender probably at the start of the year. And now, uh, well, it was, I think it, it actually could have been on ESPN, ESPNU, like that's a bit ESPN two. Um, but as soon as North Carolina lost to Florida State, um, that was the end of that. It was Florida State, right? Yeah, they just lost it. Yeah. 
So, um, yeah, and that's it. By the way, that's that's another game coming up. Florida State. Yeah, I mean, this could get ugly in a hurry. Is is the, where the situation we're at. Um, you you mentioned just being that you would be surprised if they win this weekend. Um, what would a win do? Would would, would it mean oh, anything? It would uh, prolong the inevitable. No, I think it would be. Bit, I mean, I think it would be very important. It, it, no, I think I, I, I don't. I can't say for sure. I, I I don't know. Of course, then everybody would say you know North Carolina sucks. Yeah. Basically, I you know, which I don't know. I I, I think Sam Howell's a really good quarterback, but um, I, I I think a win would be really really important. It's not like beating. Central Connecticut State. Well, yeah, obviously. Uh, and it's on the road. It would, I think it would give Tyler Van Dyke a lot of confidence. Yeah. I, I mean, I, think of how much this, confidence he seemed to take from the second half of the Virginia game, a win on the road. Um, yeah. I, and the, the, the weird thing about Miami is like, how about a, could they ever dominate in a win? Could it not be like a last second field goal or something? No, they can't. I guess they can't, yeah, because that to me, if they could actually win big or or just win normally uh, and not play like crud, uh, I think a win would be really important, right? I mean, it would go. What's next? Next week is a well, NC State. Yeah, and they're good, but they're coming to Miami. I mean, that has to help. A win is important. I think a win would be important, and it would so for sure let Manny Diaz survive another week too, yeah. which I'm sure fans listening to this are cursing me out now or whatever, but I mean, you know, uh, I just think it would be a good, a very good thing. How about you? I feel like it would sort of delay the inevitable, right? It does not feel like this season's going to get on track. Maybe we're wrong. Um, you know, this team was no, pretty but- good last year. Um, yeah, but they, you gotta. But it can't right. get track if they don't win. Right, but it's got to start somewhere, right? That's what yeah. I was about to say that. Um, so uh, it would be a week of the. The weird thing is, it would be Miami has has played in this like weird like dissonance kind of thing, right? Where the they they have been trying to like preach optimism while it feels like no one is what wants to hear that. Um, and we would get a week of that where we get the weird dissonance of like Miami feels pretty good about things and no one else outside the program does. Um, but, and in this modern social media era, era, obviously it makes it hard to ignore the outside noise a little bit, but um, right. like you said, it's a win. It's got to start somewhere. And I don't like you said, what are they 10 point underdogs? I think you said um, yeah, at this point, sir. like people are not very confident in the Canes these days. No, um, I think a, uh, a team with, with some, uh, that's, that's still willing to fight a little bit would probably be a little, you know, they obviously listen to the outside noise. Like that's become clear this year. Um, a team that's got a little fight in them would, uh, hopefully uh, respond to that a little bit. Yeah. I like the way. Yeah. I'm, I'm kind of surprised. They got, I'm kind of surprised they're 10 point underdogs. I guess I should say like, it does uh-huh. not feel like North Carolina is, and I'm not saying Miami's going to cover or anything, but because it's Miami, I don't trust anything, but like they considering North Carolina just lost to Florida state. Like 
people are really, really out on Miami. Yeah, but I, yeah, they are. I, I just think that, um, and who knows if the point spread will get bigger. I just think the thing about the virus and the thing about D'Eric and this thing about the dissension or the locker room, you know, the older guys versus the younger guys and, the, you know, yeah, a come to whomever, uh, you know, uh, bull sessions. And um, I, I just think all of it together and Miami's history. And the way they've played and the way they, they give up sometimes in previous years. Um, uh, yeah, I think if they can show fight, like you said, if they can show fight and win, um, that's actually, it's, that would be very, uh, very, very good. You can just do one week at a time and that would be really good. Yep. Got to start somewhere. Uh, it's got to start with one week at a time. Uh, I don't think either of us are predicting a victory uh, this weekend, um, but it's definitely going to be a, um, a, it feels like every weekend is, is a pivotal weekend at this point. Um, not, not necessarily because Manny Diaz is just going to get fired a day after a game. I don't, you know, uh, we don't have any like Intel of, of what might cause the end of the Manny Diaz era, but uh, right. it does feel like uh, any one of these, even if it's not like, not like when Miami beat Willie Taggart and they fired him the next beat Florida state and they fired Willie Taggart the next day. It does feel like eventually one of these losses is just the nail in the coffin. Um, I'm not sure if this can be the nail in the coffin, but it can be a, uh, uh, it can be the day the coffin's closed and the nail is lined up. Yeah. I mean, I think it could be, I, I I think you never know what's going to happen. So it just depends on the game. It just depends. Because of knee-jerk reactions, not, not even just knee-jerk. The yeah, I mean, it, nothing's knee-jerk at this point. We've been... Yeah, the emotion. What else? Yeah, exactly. I, I Just the emotions of people, uh, depending on, a, on what, if they lose, what the loss is like. If it's really ugly, yeah, anything goes. Anything goes. Because people, you know, will get upset. People that also work with the program or people, right, people on the board or people who have pulled yeah. the program. I mean, that's, that's what does it ultimately. And, and obviously we've, I think it's uh, well known at this point that it, you know, there's, there's a different feeling inside the program right now that there's the feeling inside the program right now that change needs to happen. Um, and that, that's yeah. what, it, what it starts with basically. Right. Yes. All right. Let's wrap things up there. Uh, you can follow Susan on Twitter at S Miller Degnan. Uh, she's got all your hurricanes coverage uh, from this week. Um, you can follow me on Twitter at DB Wilson too. Uh, I will be at Panthers opening night on Thursday. Um, the one good team in South Florida. Yay. Yeah. David covers the Panthers, the heat. Yeah. It's going to be way, it's going to be way more fun than the fall in South Florida here. Anthony and I talked about that on our podcast this week. But uh, yeah, we've actually got some good good vibes with those teams right now. Yeah, how about those dolphins? Yeah, man. <laughs> cover those those guys too. So. Yeah. Uh, oh, how about Greg Rousseau? Yeah, Greg Rousseau. Yeah, I told you. That was awesome. Yeah, I, I, yeah, so cool. Um, just yeah, we got to get him on the podcast again. We do <laughs> at some point. Maybe, maybe when things get a little, uh, when we don't have to bring him on and ask, so what do you think about Manny Diaz's job security? Um, 
So, so maybe some other time later in later in the NFL season when when we know where this Miami season is uh, taken yeah. up. But uh, we are, so. we are doing a pro Greg Russo podcast here. Um, what both a favorite of both of ours. So so awesome to see him. Not just defensive rookie of the week, defensive player of the week in the AFC for his performance on Sunday night football. I know it's not awesome defensive yeah. player of the week. Yeah, I I yeah. I, I tweeted to him and I said, I retweeted, I said, I knew you when. And and not only that, I I, I told him that I chose to uh, and I knew who to do the the right, yeah. My pre-draft story on. Right, you could have done him or Jalen. And Jalen, Jalen's uh, gotten things together too with the Dolphins these last couple of uh-huh. weeks. Obviously, uh-huh. Greg has been been awesome, but uh Jalen's looking uh-huh. like he's a couple of good pro canes went into the league this year. That'll that'll tie. Yes, they did. Game. Yeah, Jalen. I agree. Jalen's really good. But, you know, everybody was like, Greg, you know, Greg, ah, whatever. Jalen is the stud. Jalen and Jalen is is really good. But I'm, I'm so happy for Greg because he he's amazing. Yeah. Writing about recruiting, you get a lot of like the coaches like BS spin, right? Where they're like, oh, this guy is like blank. Um, but I do remember uh Dennis Mer- I don't actually don't know how to pronounce his last name. Dennis Merriquin, who used to be the coach at, at Champagnat, who you talked to when you did the Greg Russo story. I always remember him saying, uh, he's like Jason Taylor. And I was like, all right, this is just smoke, like whatever. He's a <laughs> quote to, to throw in a little feature, but uh, you know, I don't know if he's Jason Taylor, but uh it looks pretty good. Hey, 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 he's he's do you see that play where he like was blocking that guy? Yeah, that- incredible. He kept moving and moving and moving like a, like to his left. And then just like, it was like a little toy. Yeah. He's got more than Calais Campbell vibes, right? And Calais Campbell blocked the field goal to win, basically help the Ravens win a game in overtime the other night. That That's the comp I think that makes a lot of sense for him. Um, and yeah. mm-hmm. you can easily see him putting together a Calais Campbell type career. So in a lot like of said, good pro games. Yeah. And same person, same kind of personalities. Definitely. Calais yeah. is awesome. Mm-hmm. Oh. cool all right susan uh thanks as always for uh for doing this and uh we will talk to you all next week yeah we will hopefully it'll be a happy uh happy podcast we'll see we've got our doubts but we'll see maybe okay all right talk to you guys later